Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. <laughs> We've been recording for a few seconds now. Yeah, I understand. I was waiting for you to intro. No, I thought you were introing because you you felt like you were uh, you had to preface the lack of energy and blah 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 from this episode. Right, that's why you're doing the intro, and then I'm I'm, pre- I'm just I didn't say I was doing the intro. I just said that I was going to give the the sort of what we've been doing update. <laughs> Welcome to episode forty two, you degenerates. Sorry for you know taking forever to edit shit, but a working man's got to pay the bills first. So you fuckers come second. And now here's Jaffe for a brief that's update. Wait, no, that doesn't quite work as if that's what she said. It was close. I was trying to re- rearrange that. I definitely feel like there is a working man has to pay the bills so you come second joke somewhere in there. But mm. I'm probably not going to be able to hit those jokes this week. Uh, I'm, I'm low energy, Aaron, uh, right now. And usually we save our, our personal updates for the end of the week. But uh, being that it might affect the episode, I figured... I would lead off with that. So I, I had a medical procedure midweek, Wednesday. Penis uh, enlargement. Oh, that's next week. This <laughs> week was, was PRP. I know I keep trying to explain to him that PRP is platelet-rich plasma, not uh, – I, I can't even figure it in an acronym. Penis, help me out here. R- 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 rapid production? Did you just have a seizure? What the fuck was that? <laughs> rapid, rapid. Well, I don't feel bad for not being able to come up with an acronym on the spot. Uh, anyhow, but so, so this, this was apparently a whole thing. Because I've had PRP before, but this was like way more involved. It was at the Centeno Schultz Clinic, which is supposed to be a super fancy Colorado stem cells and PRP and you know designer fluids that they inject into you. Ooh. You had fluids injected into you. I did. They were my own fluids, though. Oh. They took my fluids, and they put my fluids back into me. Ooh. It's, it gets, gets really kinky. It's the tenor shelves. But uh, so Tuesday, I had to get up real early because they had to do a, a blood draw um, so they could take the blood, they could spin it for the whole day and extract these sort of healing platelets out, and then the following day, put them back into me. And so I, I get there Tuesday early, early in the morning. Every single nurse that tries to draw blood from me is like oh wow you have such big veins this is going to be easy and that nurse goes to to uh put the needle in and then she's trying to draw blood and she's like i don't understand the why i don't know why isn't the blood coming out and she's like fiddling with all these knobs whoa um your your story is just dirty fiddling with knobs so she's fiddling with the knobs and she can't get the blood to come out and she's like, I don't understand what's going on. It's in the, it's in the vein. And then, so then she, I forget, she like twisted something. I was, at this point, I'm just trying to not really look at what's going on. I'm like, well, they were going to, because they were taking a lot of blood. I remember uh, when I got, when I got there and she, she started going through all this, there was just this whole array of these, these vials set out. And I asked, I'm like, are those all for me? And she's like, yeah, we have to take 92 vials of blood. Because uh, we have to, we have to get make sure we get enough platelets. I'm like, holy shit! So, so they don't they don't do it like when you when you donate blood, they usually put it like a in a bag. They don't do it like that and then separate it out, or it's just all little violets of it. That's that is they were gonna just do 92 vials, and then one of the other nurses came along and was like, "What the fuck are you doing, you dumbass?" I'm, uh-huh. I'm paraphrasing, right. but she's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be like one." So it was like one bag, like one big bag, like uh-huh. you were donating blood, and Got then it. I think 30 vials on top of that. Uh, so it was a lot of blood. Anyhow, this this genius nurse somehow couldn't get the blood out, and she she did something, and there's this huge stream of blood squirts out of my arms. It gets over her all of her shoes, and she's like, "Ah, oh, I've got blood on my shoes." And I don't know what to say. I'm like, "I'm sorry. I, I guess I don't. I don't think that was, that was really my fault." But um, you know, condolences for your your uh, sketcher shoes. I may they rest in peace. Um, so yeah, it looks like there's a little little murder scene on the, the floor of the Centeno Schultz Clinic. And anyhow, they get all the blood out. I go back the next day. And I think part of the reason I'm so, I'm so tired is that they absolutely insisted that I, I do this procedure under uh, anesthesia. And I remember 
asking like, Hey, can I, can I just get local anesthesia? Look, I've done these before. And they're like, well, you know, it can be really painful. I'm like, I'll, I'll trust me. I'll be fine. And well, sometimes patients will have an involuntary reaction and they'll, they'll jerk around. And it's for safety only, uh, safety as well. So I'm like, okay, fine. All right. Well, you can put me under anesthesia. They, they have me get in, you know, a medical gown and, and like, I have to completely, they're like, yeah, you take everything off beside your socks and put this medical gown on. I remember thinking, these are injections in my neck and my shoulder. I don't know why I have to get like butt ass naked over here. <laughs> like what? I, unless, unless these injections are going an alternate route, but I, I feel like that would have to be a really long needle. They had me go in and, you know, I, I, the, the nurse, uh, the following morning was able to actually hit a vein. So they, they start to put me under anesthesia and they said, they had me strapped like I'm face down on this table and they put straps on. Cause like, Oh, we don't want to roll. Have you roll off. And I'm just, not real thrilled about this. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to you know, be unconscious for just a, just a simple procedure. The crazy part is I remember waking up, I, I guess, after it was done for like a second. And then the next thing I remember is that I'm back at home. Whoa. I, I'm like, what the f- How did that happen? And apparently, apparently, according to my mom, she gave me a ride back. Uh, I, I walked out by myself and I, it seemed fairly lucent. And like, uh, I was hungry, not a huge surprise. And I was trying to order food and she's like, yeah, you did everything. You, you called the place. You didn't, you didn't ask if I wanted anything, but <laughs> oh wow. I'm like, sorry, mom. You know, I was, I don't, I, I was like, uh, functioning off of my subconscious at that point. And apparently I ordered food and it was like coherent and I knew what I wanted. And then they asked me what my name was and, and like, they wanted me to spell my name and I did not know how to spell my name. Whoa. So... <laughs> That was the tip off that, that not everything was right, and so I, from my my recollection, I just remember wake like waking up back at my house, and I was going going about my day, and and because uh, I I mean I was I felt like like a little bit stiff where they had done the injections, um, where they had done the injections, Mondo. What I didn't th- come down. That's the one time I didn't crack a joke, and you glossed over all the other ones that were attempts at me being funny, and this one you go in and. Never mind. Go on. Keep, continue. Continue with your story. It's fascinating. Thank you. I appreciate your vote of confidence in my storytelling prowess. Yeah. Then the, the, the crazy part was they, they, so this, this was, I don't know what time I got back. Cause I wasn't, I, I guess I was conscious for it, but I don't remember any of it. And then, you know, at two o'clock is when my memory starts to kick back in. It's a little bit hazy, but they didn't send me like all the post procedure things until seven at night. And apparently, like, they're like, oh, you shouldn't drive for 24 hours after this because you mentally can be really impaired. And sometimes you have memory loss. I'm like, no shit, fucking Centeno Schultz. This would have been good to know ahead of time. And also, apparently, uh, like, I'm not supposed to – tomorrow I can can start lifting things that are uh, less than 10 pounds. And they don't want me even, like, lifting anything heavier than 10 pounds for, like, a few weeks. And I was super tired. Um so like I, I slept a lot the first couple of days. It definitely wore me out. And then the, the last couple of nights, uh, you know, I, I had I had some pain and stuff from that procedure. Haven't been able to sleep as well. So it's it's been a it's been a rough week already. Low energy, Aaron. I apologize in advance, but you know, for all you who are like, well, oh, don't worry. You just told us that amazing story, complimentary uh, with jokes from Armando, which were fabulous. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Degenerates. I mean, that was my gift to you. So even if uh, energy-wise, this is a subpar episode, you had this gem right up top. So Jaffe just donated a bucket full of blood to get himself back into hopefully peak shape. Florida man this week, two women steal a beer bucket full of charitable sex toys. Gulfport, Florida. Two women in Pinellas County, Florida, allegedly stole an entire beer bucket filled with sex toys that were meant for charity. The small Florida town of Gulfport near St. Petersburg is at a loss for words after Gulfport police say two women stole $200 worth of vibrators. Salty's Gulfport sports bar surveillance footage shows the suspects that the police reportedly have identified. Entering the bar on May 17th and leaving with 13 vibrators they say they stashed in a purse. Yeah, that's a big purse or very small vibrators. <laughs> There's the, they show the pictures of these two women, and they're probably, for sure, early fifties. I mean, late forties. If they're like just, you know, how some people age really fucked up. Like maybe they're late forties and just look haggard. But I'm I'm guessing fifties ish. 
Excuse me, ma'am. Is that a dildo in your purse? Are you just happy to see? No, no, no. It's a lot of. Wow, there's more dildos. Holy crap! It's not just one. It's your your, your purse is vibrating uncontrollably. <laughs> Holy shit! What I want to know, and I hope this will be revealed in a minute, is is if this was some form of protest against whatever the charity was, or uh, if these ladies were like, you know what? We just need 13 vibrators for our personal consumption. One is not enough. And the embarrassment of going into a, an adult-themed store is too much for our delicate constitutions. So instead, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna steal a bucket of these things, and that that sh- that should do us for the night. How how old are these women? These have to be what forties, fifties? Yeah, like I was saying, they're they're if they're in their late forties, they're those people that age very badly. Ah, it's Florida, but, but, but I'm guessing like m- most likely that they're mid fifties, maybe even late fifties. You know, if you go to the dermatologist and they're giving you uh, uh, like a skincare regime, they're going to be like, well, you have to moisturize, you can use aloe, maybe some sort of like retinol and and meth. Meth is great for your skin, has been said never by a dermatologist. So it can be a little bit dicey in Florida. The owner informed police that the bar was aware of one of the suspect's names because it was on their bar tab. <laughs> Salty Gulfport owner is reportedly pressing charges and does not want the stolen, stolen sex toys returned for obvious reasons. According to reports, one of the women contacted the bar to let them know she thought the bucket had darts in it, not sex vibrators. The vibrators were evidently a for a charity vibrator race powered up for Gulfport Pride set for May 29th. Ah, so it was a Pride event. Okay. Charity vibrator race? What is it? What? I just... What kind of event is this? Are they running with vibrators in their hands as batons or something? Or My guess, the way... Okay, so there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. First of all, this woman is like, let me make it clear. I am, I'm a dart thief, not a vibrator thief. <laughs> I keep my, my, my uh, thievery and criminal activities local to small billiards games. You know, I might steal a pool cue, maybe one of those little chalk things, darts... No sex toys. That was not on the table when I uh, was planning out this master heist. So that's one. I'm like, that's thank you for making that distinction. It's not. I guess it's a little bit better. And then two, uh, I, I I'm assuming the way I'm picturing this 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 vibrator race playing out is there, there's probably little little tracks where if you just set the vibrator down and turn it on. It starts kind of shimming its way forward oh, through the vibrations. Got it. Uh, the, uh, in small podunk towns, there are a lot of these sort of races. The more entertaining ones are usually the animal-based ones where you have some small creature that doesn't really understand the concept of a race or why all these people are yelling. And it's like slowly creeping its way towards the finish line. I, I would have never have put guess that that's what a vibrator race was i seriously had no idea what it was until you just said that you know what i'm not sure but <laughs> you're like i've been to one <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually uh in my my younger more unlawful days Whoa. i ran an underground vibrator racing ah. ring you know michael michael vick had the pitbulls i had the underground vibrators not not that not that the vibrators were underground I, i'm just saying that it was it was a enterprise that was obviously illegal and against the law and we had to keep our activities covert and clandestine i just don't buy that they thought they were darts because look like if they if they were avid dart players there's no way in fucking hell that they played with darts that have like a one inch or inch and a half in some girthy cases uh uh, what would you call that like uh width width i don't know like i can't there's no way you you couldn't you confuse darts for fucking dildos there's no fucking way in hell these bitches just got drunk and thought, ha, 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 it's funny. Let's steal these dildos and now we have enough to last us a fortnight. Or did they have like a, a secret anti-gay agenda? Because this Ooh, was for a pride event. That's true. That could be it. They're like, you know what? We could yell hate speech. We could uh, wear T-shirts, you know, saying Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, because that's <laughs> incredibly clever. We're, we're amazed by simple wordplay. They're like, nah, you know what we're going to do is we're going to steal all these vibrators to get back at the gays. Damn these gays. That, that's, that's my guess. I, I have a very – I'm expecting the worst of these people just as humans. And the, the, the worst interpretation of what went on is what I just described, is that this was some sort of strange anti-gay agenda. Oh, wow. I'm watching a vibrator race right now. 
Um, oh, are it, you? It's very much the way I described. <laughs> so, so what, what they what they what they've done is it, it they've got it's like a corrugated steel. So you know, there's those like little like grooves uh-huh. in the steel. So they put the vibrators on that, and then they put the steel on a slight downward slope. Ah. So as it as it vibrates, it kind of goes forward, and then do the dildos come in different colors? And does the black one always win? The, the dildos do come in different colors, wow. but the the black one was disqualified because it, it it's a lot longer, so it's going to have a natural <laughs> advantage. It's it's starting like two, in some cases, three inches ahead of the others. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cheaters! <laughs> All right, we're gonna try a new segment. I don't know what the hell to call this, but I tentatively we're calling it "What the Fuck Craigslist." So what it is is. I, Armando, went on Craigslist and was just looking through, like, random shit on Craigslist that were, like, that made me kind of scratch my head or, like, like what's going on Craigslist? Like, our, this is all in the Denver area or Colorado area. So these are, these are potentially our neighbors putting shit on Craigslist. So I'm going to, you know, read them and then uh, we can kind of talk about each one. I've got a ton of them, but we'll only go through a few of them for this week and then we can save some for next week. So anyway, first one I'm going to read, titled Paranormal Investigating. In Ooh. northern Colorado. Northern Colorado. So are we talking Fort Collins? This looks like, let me see, I can tell you right now if I open it up in maps. Oh, I lost it. I lost the link. That's very important. Uh, uh, while you're looking for that, I just do want to note, this is, this is Colorado. So it's an interesting state in the sense that you've got like the greater Denver area, which functions like... A lot of big cities. I mean, you know, particularly like big liberal cities. I mean, there's sort of this liberal. What you said, liberal? I think you meant liberal. Liberal. <laughs> liberal. Did I get a little little slur there? You probably you probably still under the PRP uh, whatever After Effects liberal. I just I, I stole I stole a bunch of the anesthesia. Did you? Let me have some. That would be an interesting podcast yeah. because. Not only could the listeners listen to the podcast for the first time, we could record it and then also listen to the podcast for the first time. Yeah, like what happened? Be like total hangover episode. But but yeah, so so Denver is very much like a like a not exactly like a Portland or, or an Austin, but in that vein. And then you've got parts of Denver where it's like this is mountain country, like super conservative, cowboyish. We're shooting critters up in the mountains, like kind of hillbilly mountain folk, like. Very, very conservative. We we want our guns. Uh, and, and yeah, a few weeks ago, because we, we were talking about uh, there, there is a, a hopefully for not too long, but there's a congresswoman from Colorado who her her previous occupation was the owner and proprietor of a, an establishment that I believe is called Shooters, where all the the wait staff is open carrying. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's Western Colorado for you. And yeah, I believe it was a friend of ours. Mother was like saying, as a a, a person of color with, uh, with a little, little browner skin, you might want to be careful going to a place like that. And I was like, yeah, just to be clear, that's Western Colorado shit. Very different from Denver. Paranormal investigating Northern Colorado. Yeah, it turns out to be somewhere in, near Fort Carl- Collins. I was gonna say Carlins. That'd have been funnier. Fort Collins. Anyway. It reads, hello, I'm looking to form a paranormal group for Northern Colorado. Ooh. I'm an experienced paranormal investigator. If you are interested, please call, text, or email. By the way. Have we emailed them yet? Wait, wait. The last, the last little bit on their post is, no sissies. <laughs> no. No sissies. I like that they said sissies. They, yeah. they didn't say pussies because maybe there's going to be some female paranormal investigators and they don't want to make them feel unwanted or discriminated against so it's sissies what i want to know is what makes you like a qualified paranormal investigator like what is uh, i'm sorry qualified what paranormal investigator i get it that time okay. like what 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 makes you like a professional like is there there's no degree there's no school there's no training for it you just like you just want to call yourself one and buy a bunch of stupid equipment right is that how is that how you become a professional i think there's there's three different paths they can go on. Uh, one is the scientific path. That's the one that none of these people go down. And I guarantee you, it's not this person. It's where uh, you you 
are a brilliant scientist, you've studied physics, quantum mechanics, all that, and you apply that knowledge to the paranormal world. Where again, we're, we're talking about this. This is let, let me let me uh, frame this as the Ghostbusters model like for paranormal. Peter Vinkman investigating yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. the brilliant scientist. The second way is if you have personally just sort of had a, a close encounter uh, where you, you've either encountered a spirit, somehow you had this paranormal experience, which has greatly impacted your life. And this gives you a sort of uh, inside view and expertise into the field. That's two. And three, uh, which is, I think the people that are, are mostly going to end up in this group are, are the people who just sort of get dragged in, uh, dragged into it by a buddy where we're like, we have an extra proton pack. What was his name? Winston? Proton. <laughs> the black guy. Come on, come on buddy. Like, we, we need someone to throw out the trap. And you're like, dude, I was going to. And then, and then of course, you're like, well, there's no MMA tonight. Uh, the UFC's had a, I guess I can go become a paranormal investigator just for a weekend. I got nothing else to do. And the next thing you know, you're fighting some reincarnated spirit of uh, you know a, a Mongol general who's trying to take over northern Colorado and impregnate all the women w- with demon babies, and you've got to stop them. So I think I think what I'm saying is, I mean, have we have we responded to this yet? Do no, we need to? We should. We should. You know what? That might be part of the the segment we talked about potentially. That could be one of those things where we like join a paranormal group or, or, or at least <laughs> email. Like we are interested, yeah. but we have some questions. We have some questions. Go. <laughs> Yeah, that could be. That could. We should follow up with this one. You're right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send them. If I send them a message and they reply to us, you and I are both going to this. FYI, we can't. We're, we can't be sissies like this person said. Question one, sir. Are we merely investigating or are we intervening? If hypothetically there is a a angry spirit of a Mongol warlord trying to impregnate Northern Colorado women, are we going to simply uh, simply observe this? Or are we going to stop this heinous act from being perpetrated by the spirit? I don't know. We'll have to. I'm going to have to reply to this thing, and then we'll find out. Uh, next, Craigslist posting. Walking partner. Hey, ladies. I'm going to be. I'm gonna, wait, hold on. Let me. You didn't say it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to read it. Back. You know. You know that's not how he said it in his head. <laughs> hey, ladies. I'm going to be walking on Cherry Creek Ecological Park Trail this morning around 11 a.m. and was wondering if. Any ladies might want to walk and chat with me, and maybe we can sit for a minute, and you would like to enjoy a nice foot rub. Get back to me. <laughs> Thanks for your time. It seems like, it was like, the, the, it was 98% certain that this was really creepy. One, he started off with, hey, ladies. Yeah. So the tone has been set. But then it's like, wow, we can have a nice walk. Maybe, maybe this is a fitness thing. Maybe this guy just needs motivation. And then just to erase any doubt that this wasn't super creepy, he just has to close with the foot rub. <laughs> because here's the other part. He's talking about walking with them. So I, I hate to break it to you. I'm, I'm assuming this, this person has never touched a human woman before and is not aware that they sweat just like men <laughs> it's all fucking stinky he's like he's what if he's like into that though what if he's into like stinky ass shit highly possible it does not make this post any less creepy i i really i don't think that we respond to this one no, at all. no, no, no. There, there's no uh what was that wayne's movie where they they pretended they were white chicks was it called white chicks probably i don't think there's a version of that where, where we go uh incognito and drag yeah by the way this that posting was uh somewhere near boulder area and, uh, and that's what kind of shocked me was because I, when I think of, I've only been to Boulder once, by the way, but when I, when I did, when we did visit, I, I, I thought Boulder was more like super SJW liberal and not full of like creepy people. Like it just didn't send off creepy people vibe live mm-hmm. up there. So FYI, there are creepy people everywhere. Rich people in particular. And Boulder's not all rich people. It's, it's a lot of rich people, but I'm saying rich people, when they've got time and freedom, they've got a... Uh, the opportunity to explore strange vices. It's like when you have to like work and make rent and shit, you don't get uh, as much time to get into uh, foot sweat fetishes. <laughs> uh, let me read another one here. Whole Foods Daddy. Mm, this, one's, okay. this one's also near Boulder, by the way. 
I was sitting at Trident, as I do every day, reading an old paperback of Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. By the way, side tangent, I read that book a long time ago. Love that book. Was it the weirdest thing you've ever read? No, no, it wasn't. It was actually like a sci-fi. It was an interesting book on its okay. own. Reading an old paperback of Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson, and as I raised my head to take a sip of tea, there you were. The beloved Instagram idol of Boulder. Oh, this is a misconnections. Continue. Wearing sandals and showing off your incredibly cute feet. How is it that you have such beautiful feet? Would you ever let someone worship those cutie toes? Wait, is this, is this a woman writing this? I don't know. I, I, you know what? I have to assume this is a gay man. It, it sounds more like it could be a gay man. I don't think a woman would... Well, uh, not to sound like super uh, sexist here, but I don't think Snow Crash is going to be in, in the genre of books that a female would be like in, in, interested in. Maybe they would. There's some sci-fi geeky nerdy, nerdy chicks out there that want to read that book. But there, there are girls out there that love sci-fi books. Sure. There are significantly fewer girls, but they're out there who have foot fetishes. Mm-hmm. If... There is a girl out there that's into sci-fi and foot fetishes. This is probably the one. We found her. She's in <laughs> Boulder uh, checking people's feet out by, is this by a Whole Foods or, or, or was she in a cafe or something? It says just sipping tea. You know what? Maybe we should hook up this person with the, with the walking fetish guy, the massaging guy, dude. Well, what if it's they're both dudes? What if it's, what if it's the same? Like, same the, guy? It's, it's the, the, the guy with the sandals. Wrote the first post, <laughs> and now she's writing the second post. This really is a misconnection. You know what? I, I think I think you you probably do owe these people uh, at least you know maybe maybe the chance to find their soulmates. So you should definitely send the first person the second person's email and vice versa, <laughs> and just be like, hey, I, during my Craigslist uh, detective sleuthing, I found these posts. You two were made for each other, and then uh, maybe they'll, they'll name. They're uh, they're they're kid after you. I don't know if they're two dudes. Let's move on to the next one. Our natural housekeeper in Golden, Colorado, seeking exhibitionist female housekeeper to oh. do the light apartment cleaning two hours per week, fifty dollars per hour cash. Must be willing to work on natural. So one fifty dollars. Is it was it sorry was it fifty dollars flat? Fifty dollars an hour, two hours. Oh, okay, two hour. hours a week. Because it's not like that much better than a regular housekeeper would make. Right. But they want them to do it at least like completely butt naked. Like, I don't know. Like, so you have to clean and be naked. Like, I don't know, for 50 bucks. There are, I think there probably are services like that. I haven't done a Google search. I know (laughs) in Japan, the the maid cafes are a big thing. Uh And uh, so like, like Japanese women in little short... Uh, maids outfits will show up and clean your house and that is that is the category of Pornhub that I'm all about but don't you think that they charge more than a regular housekeeper would should I think so but but I don't you know what I actually don't know that actually probably is a lot more because you said 50 an hour I was thinking 50 flat no 50 an hour but two hours of cleaning um, per week so basically this dude's like here I'm gonna give you 100 bucks I want you to clean my house for two hours naked You, you know what uh, times are tough. There, there, <laughs> there's a lot of unemployment. You know, maybe maybe there's some cash-strapped uh, young lady who's very free with her body, and she wants to to make you know 100 extra bucks a month. What if what if it like it says female, but what if like a dude responded and it's like like a big fat burly dude like I'll clean you, I'll clean your toilet. <laughs> yeah. So if it was that second guy from Boulder, I feel like he would be all about it. He's <laughs> like, yeah, as long as I can touch your feet when you're done cleaning. Ooh. Last one for what the fuck, Craigslist. Are you considering or currently in a relationship with a real doll? Posted in, in Denver. Oh, there's a movie about this. Go on. Yeah. A couple movies probably. Have you grown tired of awkward first dates, catfishing, and swiping? Does socializing give you anxiety? Are you germophobic or afraid of being intimate with someone you recently met? Dating has never been easy, and for some, it can be an absolute torture. Not to mention that dating during a global pandemic is nearly impossible. Loneliness is at an all-time high and people are craving interaction, which is why men and women are exploring new and non-traditional relationships. People have the option of creating their perfect partners and forming deep and meaningful relationships with real dolls. These dolls are customizable uh-huh. and have the technology to form expressions, move, and even hold the conversation. 
This interaction allows genuine bonds and real feelings behind them to be formed and at new times even love. A documentary television series for a major network will share these modern love stories from individuals and couples who are considering a relationship or are already in a relationship with a real doll. If you or someone you know is interested in sharing your relationship journey, we would love to speak with you. Please be reply with your name, contact info, and short synopsis of your story. Hmm. Lots of questions there for me. Yeah. Uh, what mo- By the way, what movie were you thinking Lars of? Lars and yeah. the Real Girl. That was a good movie. I really enjoyed that movie. I liked it. But did you walk away from it being like, yeah, having a deep and meaningful relationship with a very expensive piece of silicone is a viable thing and a great alternative to actually making a connection with another human being? Or were you like, wow, if I ever have a complete psychotic break, this is something I got to look into? No, you know what? My, when I was watching that movie, the my very first inclination was like, why the fuck is he dating this doll when this other chick cl- clearly has a crush on him. Let me see. What was the uh, actress's name? Oh, Jesus. Kelly Garner. I was like, dude, this Kelly Garner actress chick has a crush on you. Clearly, she's a sweet girl, and you're, like, trying to fuck this doll. Like, what's wrong with you, dude? Because he's clearly not uh, functioning emotionally and mentally yeah. at 100% capacity. You don't uh, end up in a, a I don't even know how to call it or like a relationship. Like we like just a second ago uh, when we were off air, I, I, I said something about resistentialism because you like tripped over the carpet and you're like, fuck you carpet. And resistentialism is sort of like a joke philosophy that inanimate objects hold malice towards humans. And the reason it's a joke is because inanimate objects, uh, which real dolls would be a subcategory of have no emotion or connection or anything Towards humans, like they're just there, they're just things, and we can project things onto them, which yeah. is why resistentialism is funny. Any emotion in that relationship is a one way street between a person and hunk of silicone. But you know, we did so on a previous episode, I forget which, I'd asked you the question uh, would you ever fuck a, or I forget how I posed the question, but would you ever fuck a, a doll? And I think both of us answered yes, especially mm-hmm. if they were very lifelike. So it's kind of like, like on the one hand, it's, we know it's a fuck toy, but you just can't let yourself get emotionally attached to it, I guess. Is, is that? You, you, you could like, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to think how to put it. it it's like, um, like, did you ever, did you ever have like a favorite like jacket or something and you're real sad when it got messed up? You're like, oh, oh tons of, tons of things like that. Yeah. Me and that jacket have been through a lot together. Yeah. Like it's sort of the same thing, but it's not, the jacket's not giving you anything back. Yeah. Like you might be, you might be sad. You might have some emotional attachment to that jacket, uh, because of the, the time and places you got it or the experiences you had when you were with it. But again, for, for a, a, I, I'm trying to quote, you know, that copy from that post, a deep and meaningful relationship Again, it, it usually has to be a two-way street. There's yeah. a give, there's a take. There's no give. Well, I guess there is there is some give in the, the, the sex doll uh, scenario that you just described, but not the way I'm, I'm meaning it. So that Lars and the Real Girl movie, uh, while it was a great performance by Ryan Gosling, that movie also doesn't work if it's not Ryan Gosling. If you watch that same movie and it's like Paul Giamatti, you're just like, oh, this is unbearably sad. No, no. I, yeah. I, 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 as long as it was acted well, they, they, you could pull it off. It doesn't have to be a good-looking dude or an ugly dude. I would have still been, again, a good actor can pull it off. And, and Gosling happens to be good-looking and a good actor, so good for that guy. Shit. So that's pretty unusual circumstance. Ask Reddit question number one for the week. It is, what is the most unusual book you have ever read? Do you have a an answer for that? Yeah. So we were talking to this off air and I was trying to think, because I, I read a lot of books from you know, like middle school age all the way through college. I have not read nearly as much in my adult life. And the books I have read, I don't, I don't think they're, they're quite as far out there in terms of unusual and I was trying to think, what is the like the one thing that I've read that none of the listeners would have <laughs> ever read? And I, I, what I hit on was I've read cover to cover the NCAA compliance manual. Um, because when you're a college coach, they actually test you on that shit. What is it, just rules and regulations of... It's a lot of rules and regulations and... You know, things that you can't do. Basically, it's all revolving around uh, 
the NCAA not wanting you to give the student athletes like benefits. The frustrating part was like 99.9% of it is targeted towards big time uh, division one football and basketball. So like, I believe there's like a subsetting about like, you can't let them fly in like your private jet. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's I'm, working at, I'm working at a small school in Cleveland, Ohio. Like, I don't think Cleveland has its own private jet, let alone our school. You fucks. Yeah. So the most unusual book I read was House of Leaves by Mark Daniel Lewski. I don't know how to fucking pronounce the last name. I looked up the, how to. I looked up on Wikipedia to get the kind of synopsis of it because I would butcher it. It's a really fucking far out book. The plot is centered on a possibly fictional documentary about a family whose house is impossibly larger on the inside than the outside. So it's it's kind of a weird suspense, kind of horror-y vibe, horror-y vibe where like the inside of the house, like they, they, they're trying to like remodel it or something and, you know, they measure it from the inside. It's like, wait a minute, why are the dimensions inside the house bigger than the outside of the house? And then like the house just starts kind of almost transforming and growing different wings and then they like find a tunnel or some shit in one doorway and they follow the doorway and it's like they go into like just giant maze and so it's a really bizarre book but it's also like the way it's written there are parts of the book where even the what would you call it the um the typeset is different you know, um, and then you have to like even like flip the book upside down and at weird angles to read certain pages and chapters of it. So That's it's like creative. Yeah, it's a real. Uh, how do they? What does Wikipedia say about it? It contains copious footnotes, many of which contain footnotes themselves, including references references to fictional books, films, or articles. In contrast, some pages contain only a few words or lines of text arranged in strange ways to mirror the events of the story, often creating both an agoraphobic and a claustrophobic effect so yeah i read this deal because i thought it was gonna be like a scary book it wasn't really that scary it just kind of it was bizarre in the way they put it together and um i think it i think if they were to like to make it into a movie it would lose um some of its uh effect on the reader because part of it is is the physical like i said physical act of reading it turning the pages and I think there's even points where like it makes you skip through sections and then go back. If if I remember correctly, I I, I don't recall. It's been a long time since I read it, but it was a very kind of interesting book, and it's got a lot of a uh, critical analysis to it because of of the strangeness of it. Uh, but that was a book that I thought was the most unusual book that I've read. Um, some of the answers on Reddit. Oh look, number one answer. House of Leaves is dot, dot, dot different. And that was by user SI7EAM. I think that was City Satine. I don't know. And yeah, it has a lot of people saying that it was a strange book. Uh, second uh, answer on Ask Reddit by user Bring Back Robot Wars was Cloud Atlas. I love the way each story linked into the next. I didn't know that was a book. I know that was a movie. Another answer on Reddit, A Confederacy of Dunces. It's a picture picturesque novel about an absurd character that was by user underscore manic pixie so that was ask reddit question number one ask reddit question number two what is something that will make you lose interest on the first date Aaron, do you have an answer for this one yeah you go first okay sure so i had uh there was this girl i used to be in like a relationship with like in the fifth or sixth grade whatever if you can call yeah hold on hold on if you can call it a relationship so let me it's more of a relationship than the one that guy had with the real doll sure yeah just just but just barely hopefully Uh, less sex but no uh, yeah well (laughs) so anyways we we i'd been with this girl like in the fifth or sixth grade and she had this huge crush on me anyway we 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 move on you know we graduate high school we move on we go our separate ways we reconnected uh, well after uh, I had graduated college. Yeah, I'd already graduated college, and we re- reconnected. And, um, you know, I don't know if I found her on Facebook or she found me on Facebook or whatever, something. We reconnected. We're like, hey, let's go on a date. Let's, we went on a date a couple times, and we were, already, we were already booking, like, right off the bat. So that was a good thing. But it was strange. We went on this date and met with a couple of her friends that were, like, on a – some kind of extracurricular sports team. It's like co-ed team that she was on. 
And uh, she's like, hey, let's go grab a couple beers with my friends from this this team. I'm like, okay. So we go to this this bar, and it's like her and her friends, and she's obviously real chummy with some of these people. And I I imagine, I assume she tells her friends, or, or there's been already, like, information, like, hey, this is, like, my man or the guy I'm dating. But nonetheless, like, one of these guy friends of hers, like, started getting really grabby with her and, like, grabbing her, like, full-on grabbing her tits, like, in front of me and I'm like I don't even know how the fuck to react like part of me was like haha that's funny but also part of me was like wait a minute like we're not we're not a boyfriend girlfriend thing but we're obviously dating and like it just wasn't cool I don't know if he was drunk or he thought it was again it could have been like he thought it was silly or something but I just I I wasn't having it and Mm -hmm. fortunately I didn't react I didn't get like all you know, aggro, macho, whatever. Why not? I should have. I should have fucking decked them right there. But I just kind of let it pass, let it slide. Um, but regardless, after that, um, I don't even know if we ever had a conversation about it, her and I. But I was just like, okay, I'm done dating this chick. Because if if she's like that casual about herself with her friends, like, like it's just not cool with me, you know? That's kind of a trick. You, I don't necessarily put that on her. Um, no, it's not on her. But the fact that like she she kind of kind of allowed it and like laughed it off like it was no big deal like that was kind of again it, it kind of it wasn't her fault but yeah I can, I can tell you a lot of women laugh things off like that because they feel like that's the quickest and easiest way out of it and they're absolutely mortified on the inside and they're like if i don't make a big deal about this hopefully it'll just go away so maybe maybe that's where she was at maybe that she wasn't I don't think she. I. I. I think you're. Well, I think you're being too nice on her behalf. I think oh, I don't. I don't know her. I wasn't there. I'm just. I'm just telling you, in a generality, what what uh, does happen with a lot of women. If you're dating a dude and you take your dude that you're dating to, you know, hang with your friends, mm-hmm. and another one of your friends grabs your tit, like, I would hope that you like slap the dude's hands or like give him a mean look or say, hey, that's not cool. I'm here with this. Like, say something or do, like it's not. It's not cool that you let it slide. If you're going to let it slide, cool, do that when you're single, you know, but not when you're dating somebody. Like, that's not, that's not cool. So, yeah, I, we stopped dating thereafter and it was no big deal. It was, you know, it, it is what it is. No, I wasn't, it was, it was just enough for me to like be like turned off about dating this chick ever again. What about you? What's your, what's your story about something that made you lose interest in dating somebody? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a story like that. For, for me, it's like if they're just normal. It's probably going to make me lose interest if they're like a normal human being. Really? You know, well-adjusted, like generally happy outlook on life. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. That's a fucking turnoff. Fuck you. No, because I I did go on a bunch of dates when I first got out to Denver. And then eventually I gave up because I had my own shit. Like I was literally asking my dad to to like tape me up with this uh, Kinesio tape before dates because I'm like oh that'll let me maybe sit like an extra 10 or 15 minutes without starting to have pain and so eventually I was like okay we're gonna we're gonna just pull the plug on the whole dating thing but yeah it was it, like there, there were there were people who um were, were they seemed very nice but they're just like super normal would you say you you kind of want them to be a bit awkward for you to like want not, to con- not awkward but something different about them mm-hmm. something weird like because I kind of realized oh if they're just a normal person we're probably not going to connect very well like, what, if, what if she's really into smelling your feet after a jog? That would be a red flag, but not a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the other answers on Reddit. Um, John Smile, username John Smile says, they get out their phone during the meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a... I mean, it happens. Like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're our age and you're dating a chick that's got kids, you're probably going to be give it a green light is if she's like kind of respond, responding to a text from her kids or something. But if she's like going on Instagram, like, like you're on a date with her, she's like, like looking at her, looking at her Facebook or looking at her Instagram. Like that's kind of like, okay, fuck you. You're not interested in me. I lost interest in you. Um, you know, if that's like a seventh date, it's, it's a little bit yeah. different. If it's a first date, the way I look at it, I'm like, Oh, we're just not clicking. And I'm clearly not. Yeah engaging enough so that's almost that might be a weird like rejecting them before they reject you uh username latest underscore throwaway 999 says post nut clarity (laughs) i think we've all been there like you know you you're like you know you're having a good time at a 
at a date or whatever, and then you happen to go and you bang, and then you're like, after you're done, you're like, wait a minute, I'm really not interested in this person. Like, they're just not interesting. Or it's it's kind of sad to say it. If like if you're a guy and you say that, you're a fucking you know you're a you're a chauvinist. And but I'm sure that girls are like, okay, after they bang the guy, they're like, okay, I'm not interested in this fucking dork anymore. You know? Yeah. Uh, another user, little underscore Juan eighty six. Someone that wouldn't seem interested or that wouldn't know how to keep up a conversation. That's kind of along the same lines as the... Uh, What's what I was saying, checking, basically? Checking the phone thing. Uh, username dnice underscore 556 says, if she is rude to the staff of the restaurant or bar. Yeah, that's that's pretty shitty. You want you want them to be nice to as many people that they interact with. If they're, if they're rude to people that are quote-unquote like subservient or under a the guise of like their servants to you and you treat them like shit. That's probably how you get treated like after a prolonged uh, dating. Um, so that was it for Reddit new on Netflix. Do you have the energy for this? I mean, I feel like we're about to find out. <laughs> hey Aaron, have you seen Dr. Seuss sex therapist? Oh, Wow. <laughs> I'm really hoping you could come up with some witty, like, sex rhymes. <laughs> That's asking a lot for you. Uh, this, this is a, is a, is a, 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 a tough one. Um, yeah, I mean, so... <laughs> this one is a little tricky uh, because it's it's not a... Uh, it's not a serial series. You know, like, there's, there's some series where you have one episode that feeds into the next and the next, and there's sort of a general storyline. So you can kind of summarize where it's been going and mm-hmm. everything. Like the, these are half hour episodes okay. where, where Dr. Seuss sex therapist is trying to work through an, a specific character's sexual problems. Okay. So kind of, uh, not, not, not quite along the lines of it, Simpsons exactly, but in that same sort of format where, yeah, there's some reoccurring stuff, but it's not, one episode that links into the next. So it's a little bit tougher to, to describe. And the, the thing that you like really becomes clear and kind of fucks up your childhood is you realize how goddamn kinky those stories were. Right. Like, <laughs> like when you look back, when you're like, Oh, like the cat in the hat was a complete fucking pervert. Um, and, and I, same thing. I never, I never picked up on any of the, the uh, sexual connotations in green eggs and ham. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, that's just not how you're wired. More like blue balls and butt cheeks. You, and, and that's that's the problem. It's actually the the the, uh, the 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 character from Green Eggs and Ham in, in Doctor Seuss Sex Therapist is having a lot of the same problems that we were actually just discussing about. Mm-hmm. Where he's he's almost like too picky. He's too selective. So he's got all these these turnoffs and red flags that he sees. And, and it's like it's kind of uh, almost like Family Guy like flashbacks where he's flashing back to to experiences he ha- has on a date. You know, he's he's just he's he's way way too picky and kind of keeps self sabotaging. And it's like like there is a I, I want to say a girl. That's not exactly it was it was a sort of Dr. Seuss Muppet like character. Oh, okay. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like her because she's got uh, blue and purple striped skin. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, wow, is this like a race thing? Oh my god, this is a lot edgier than I thought. And and you know, he, Dr. Seuss sex therapist is working through. He's like, well, what's wrong with her? And he's like, she's just terrible. And he's like, I would not fuck her on a bed. I would not fuck her standing on my head. <laughs> I would not fuck her in a car. I would not fuck her behind a bar. <laughs> I would not fuck her high or low. And I don't want this date to keep on going. So I will not fuck her with my dick or yours, Dr. Seuss. Wait, I was so close. <laughs> it's hard to rhyme, dude. It's hard to rhyme. It's tricky to rock a rhyme that's right on time. I mean, I was, I was, it's actually pretty easy. I would not fuck her with your dick or mine. That's just how I feel. And I think that's fine. And Dr. Seuss was a sex therapist. See, I just, it's hard remembering these rhymes from, <laughs> from a show that, uh, that I watched. Cause I, I watched it like a month ago Got and it. Again, most most of the show is in rhyme, uh, and then he's sort of rhyming back. He, he basically what he's telling him is it, it, it's not about the girl; it's really insecurities he has with himself. Ah. 
you want to fuck. Oh, yes, you do. You want to fuck. We both know it's true. <laughs> You'd like to fuck, but you're scared. That's a fact. So next time you're on a date, let's make a pact that you'll stop being a quarrelsome little bitch. <laughs> and you won't care if she's poor or rich. If this girl is hot and she's down to bone, you'll fuck her raw till the dogs come home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, the cows come home. I don't, the, the dogs, I forgot the expression. But, you know, he's basically what he's saying is that this guy has to be less judgmental. He's just got to be a little bit more loose and relaxed and free. And that a lot of the insecurities he has about himself and his own sexual prowess, and he's like projecting this onto you know, the girls, he's finding reasons why they're unfuckable when really the unfuckable person is him. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, damn, Dr. Seuss, that was deep. And when, when you think about the lessons that you learned as a kid, you're like, what, if you just had an updated adult version of those, you really could learn a lot. And, uh, and, and I feel like I did. I felt like I grew as a person watching <laughs> Dr. Seuss, sex therapist. No, I, I wish I wish I would have had some some lines to throw in there, but I'm horrible at coming up with rhymes on the spot. That was one almost right there. Don't worry, you won't be unkind if she's fugly. Fuck her from behind. <laughs> you could fuck her with a bag. Put it over her head. It'll be the best sex you've had. <laughs> you can fuck her with the lights off or on, but if she's beat. Make sure you put that. No, I was about to run on with on. <laughs> the the, pro, the problem is is, is is when you get off the really simple Dr. Seuss rhyme scheme, it does get a lot harder. Yep. But yeah, when, when you when you realize you're about, I was about to rhyme the word on with on. I'm like, no, that's fucking cheating. Yep. Dr. Seuss would not approve. But yeah, I mean, so that was just one episode. They they work through a lot of things like that, and the the, the craziest one though. Was and I do want to I do want to address this because I feel like it's something we touch on the show. It was <laughs> one of um, it was it was actually Dr. Seuss trying to to work through some problems that the Cat in the Hat was having. And you know, if you remember, the Cat in the Hat has had his two little minions, Thing One and Thing Two, mm -hmm. uh, but he didn't treat them well, and they left him. And he, he was so heartbroken that the Cat in the Hat entered into a quote unquote relationship. With a sex doll. Ah, and, so it all ties together. And Dr. Seuss was trying to get across to the cat in the hat that this wasn't a meaningful relationship that was impossible. The cat in the hat was like, no, I love my, my sex doll. Because if you remember, you dolls and toys were a very big part of, of Dr. Seuss stories. And this is just a different sort of toy, a more adult sort of toy. <laughs> and the cat in the hat was saying basically like, I love my doll. Yes, I do. I love her. I love her. Yes, it's true. She's there for me, day or night. She makes the world happy and bright. I love my sex doll, both with my mind and with my dick. Whoa! And I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out. I, this is this is. I always get to the last part of the rhyme, and I don't know how to. I don't know how to finish it. I, I, I love her with my mind and my dick. So she's the the one whom I pick. And Dr. Yeah. Seuss was like. You can love a thing, but a thing can't love you back. You can love a goldfish. You could love thing one, thing two, or you could love your hat. But, <laughs> but, but hold on. I'm trying to remember. I told you. I saw this a month ago. Okay. Uh, and so, so he said that you could he could love his hat. And he, do he does love his hat. He's very the cat in the hat. It's like part of his name, right? He's obviously, he's got that hat. Uh, burned into his self-identify uh, identity he identifies as the cat in the hat um so he loves it but you can love your hat but your hat can't love you back mm. you could love your hand <laughs> <laughs> it might seem grand but when you're sad and you need someone to cheer you up loving the sex doll will never be enough and i was like dang that is profound like because there are some relationships where that, that sort of mental energy isn't 50-50. It might be like 70% one person giving and the, the other person is only giving 30% back, right? Mm -hmm. And like for some, maybe that's fine. You know, maybe 60-40 maybe is, is the place. It's rarely exactly 50-50 and it's finding that ratio. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what Dr. Sue said. It's finding that ratio where 
it works for both people, that's important. But when you're loving a sex doll, you could love her with all your heart. You could love her with your mind and your brain and love every single part. But that sex doll is going to give 0% back. And I'm sorry, Cat in the Hat, but that's just a fact. And the Cat in the Hat was like, oh, damn, Dr. Seuss, you dropped some knowledge on me. Dr. Seuss was like, why are you talking like a 90s rapper, Cat in the Hat? And Cat in the Hat's like, yo, fool, I don't know. This is crazy, B. Whoa. And I know, it took a weird turn in that episode. But I really feel like the message wasn't overshadowed, that when you're looking for these relationships, uh, one, don't be a self-sabotaging little bitch, and two, don't settle for something where you're, where you're not getting enough back. I think this Cat in the Hat episode is probably going to win some sort of award. <laughs> like, like this was really profound, Cat in the Hat and Dr. Seuss. And I, and I just, I, I, like, again, I felt like it was one of those shows that was kind of funny. The rhymes were, were enjoyable, but you left a better person. And that's really, I feel like, what we all go to Netflix for. Right on. Did you watch a, did you watch a real uh, Netflix show that you can recommend? Because I, I don't have, I'm out of ideas. I have a couple, but they're not good. Netflix. Yeah, you know what? I've watched I've watched a, a few things. I mean, when I particularly when I was recovering from from those injections, I was just binging shows. Uh, I did watch uh, The Watchmen. Oh, you did on HBO Max. Uh, what did you think of it? It is so one. It's based on the comic. Uh, right. It's not. It, it's not a recreation of the source material. It's like a sequel ish kind of right. Yeah, it was. It was. They they sort of picked up and they had they told their own story. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. Very strange. I mean. I was three episodes in. And I'm like, this is both captivating and I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Did yet. you watch the entire thing? I watched the entire thing. Yeah, I did so, too. So I thought it was good. I, I do recommend that. And then... You know... Hold on. Before you oh. jump into the next one. You know what sucks about that is I thought the show did did the, I guess, the book and the movie Justice mm-hmm. in, its, in its own right. It, it's it's different. It different sets. Follows different. Like it follows the... The aftermath of what the the Watchmen movie or the, yep. the graphic novel do, but I heard the rumor is that they're not going to do a second series to that. So it was kind of yep. like a one-off miniseries, which sucks because it it's wide open for more. Like it, they did a good job of it, and I was bummed out to hear that they're not going to do another um, series season. It's wide open, mm-hmm. like the Cat in the Hat's doll. Oh no! And sadly for us, season one is all. Were you gonna? Go on and suggest another. Yeah, I have one other thing. Uh, I I highly recommend a special called "Make Happy" by Bo Burnham. Uh, oh. It's it's a one hour comedy special. Uh, I'm recommending it on. I, I think actually Bo Burnham has a new special out today. I think it was just released today, and the quick reviews I got of the, his new special, which I I don't even know what it's called, were that. It's very good, but it's not like really ha funny. But I think uh, Make Happy was just really excellent. It, it is unlike any other comedy special. It's not straight stand-up comedy. It's there's some like musical numbers. There's some there is some stand-up comedy. There's some almost sketches, but it's just him doing the show. It, it really it ties together in a highly satisfying, entertaining way, and. I remember after seeing that, I'm like, God damn, this kid's a fucking genius. Like, I will, I'll watch anything he does at this point after after that show. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's done very well for himself. He he wrote and directed a movie. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do that. And then, I mean, that movie got was really well received critically. It was supposed to be very good. Didn't watch it, but at some point I will because, like I said, after seeing Make Happy, it, it was both funny and kind of emotionally satisfying to a point where I'm like, you know what. This kid, I call him a kid because I, I think he's mid mid or maybe late 20s now. But hey, we can call people of that age kids, right? We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're, can. We're, we're, not, we're not quite old men, but we're, uh, we're, we're, we're what, elder? Oh, no. Are you a millennial or no? No, no. You might be close. You might be right on the... the no, I think I'm uh, Gen X, I think. I think you're probably right. At, yeah, you might be like right at the cutoff for Gen X and I'm right at the cutoff for millennials. Anyhow, we, we, can, we can call these, these young... Young millennials, kids still. That was beside the point. The point was, Make Happy, I thought, was so excellent that I, I would just watch whatever this guy does. Yeah. yeah I, I've seen, you, you showed me a Bo Burnham deal, and, you know, he's 
he's not my cup of tea, but hey, we all got our, our different, you know, uh, ideas of what, what is funny. And well, what you, you just saw one of the songs, though. Yeah, but I just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was like good. He's talented, sure, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like something I would, I would, you, you say you would watch anything Bo Burnham put out. I'm like, I'm like, eh, I, I wouldn't, but that, that's okay. It's, we I have, know, you're, you're basing that off of a three minute song, but that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. We all have our different tastes and it just didn't, it didn't do it for me. Um, the three minute song that you saw, not his yeah, special. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, but if we're going to go recommending other stuff that's not Netflix related, I watched, um, what do you, what do you call it when it's like, uh, something you're like, embar- oh, make happy is on Netflix. Okay, sure. Um, what do you call it when it's like a oh, guilty pleasure? I guess you call it a guilty pleasure. Uh, <laughs> do you feel guilty when you watch it? Sort of. I do you, wa- does I wa- it give you pleasure? Yes. Okay, so so I watched. I, it, it just came out, and it's not a show. It's uh, Cruella, the the movie. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that movie. I just saw it the other day. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome because it's like a, it's like a prequel to Cruella de Vil from the Hundred One Dalmatians thing. But it it like kind of paints it her under a different light, kind of sympathetic. That's you know what, and that is a burning question that I had. I'm like, I want to know the origin story story <laughs> of this puppy murderer. No, but dude, I I thought the same. I was like, I, I don't really care to watch it because of what you think it's going to be. And then I started watching. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of uh kind of uh surprisingly enjoyable. And by the way, Emma Stone. I already thought this about her before watching this the, uh, this movie, but she's fucking hot. She's hot. She's brilliant. She's an amazing actress. She does a great job of uh, making you feel like that, uh, like empathy for Cruella Deville, the character, and then and then she goes kind of batshit crazy. And yeah, you know what? Not my cup of tea. Exactly. <laughs> tomato, tomato. We all got different uh, uh, opinions on things of what we like and don't like, but. Uh, no, no, to to be fair, if you were like you really do have to watch this, I no, probably no, would. But no, no, it's 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 not for everybody. I think it's it's probably it, I shouldn't have enjoyed it, but I did. But um, so let me ask you this: Do you find uh, Emma Stone attractive? Yeah. Okay. Cool. At least we're on the same page with that. I think she's hot. I think uh, she's like I don't, like a like a pass fail sort of. Oh. She's definitely a pass for sure. Uh, I, I don't think she's like one of the hottest like women in the world or anything, but. I don't have to think twice when you're like, is she attractive? Like, yeah. She she's like one of these things for me where if you rate a girl strictly on looks, she she probably gets a fail. But there's something What? Hold on, hold on. But what? There are other qualities. Did you not learn anything from that Dr. Seuss segment I just <laughs> talked about? I didn't finish my thought. But there are other qualities in her that make her like a bajillion times sexier than than just the whole uh physical, you know, appearance. Uh, pass fail kind of you, you like a woman with a deep gravelly voice no she's just like such a confident smart brilliant actress that does really good job playing like into comedic roles and serious stuff and again like i said this st- wait no, i'm still try- i'm still can't get past the fact that you said just on a looks basis she yeah. would be a fail i'm like wh- what yeah she's not like she's not like your uh tr- traditional uh hot you know girl. yeah but she's like really attra- so I, again, tomato, tomato. To me, she isn't, but okay. she gets a, she more than makes up for it on the other stuff. I'll give you another example of a girl. You probably don't know who this is, but do you know who Karen O is of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs? No. So Karen O of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. If you took her just on her looks alone, like you'd be like, yeah, not pretty. Like I don't know what you see about her. Like fail just on the looks. Sorry, sorry, my opinion. But if you know who Karen O is as a performer. And and this kind of swagger she has as a like a rock singer, uh-huh. you're like, oh shit, she's fucking super hot. I would love to take this girl out on a date. Like I preface this with, I don't think Emma Stone's like the, like the most attractive woman in the world, but I'm looking at a picture of Karen O now. Yeah. I know what Emma Stone looks like. Uh-huh. Everything you're saying to me would make sense for Karen O. Okay. Not for Emma Stone because she's also like again like a beautiful movie actress, but not like. <laughs> So I'm, I'm somewhat agreeing with you. She would not, I don't think, have made it in Hollywood purely on her looks. Like there's some, uh, there's some actresses where like that's that's kind of what they're bringing to the table is yeah. they're just insanely good looking. And if if that was all she had to offer, she probably wouldn't be a famous movie star. Highly unlikely. Like she had to have these other yeah uh, 
both talent and intangible qualities that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But she's also really good looking on top of that. Uh, again, tomato, tomato. We have different opinions. I don't think she's like classically attractive. She's she's pretty. She's passable, but not like, oh, my God. You know, it's everything else about Emma Stone that makes her like, holy shit. You're awesome. You're amazing. You know? Uh, Okay, Again, I'm gonna. Bit, I'm, right. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. You know what? If you want to take a pass <laughs> on that Bo Burnham uh, special, that's fine. But you need to watch Doctor uh, Seuss Sex Therapist, <laughs> and you need to see the Green Eggs and Ham episode. Like, and probably watch it a few times and take some notes. And you're like, "Fuck, was this about me? Yeah. Am I am I the one with unrealistic expectations of women who's self sabotaging? Maybe, maybe." I could learn something from this episode. Yeah. And I think if you go into it with a very open mind, yeah. you might be like, huh, yeah, maybe I had, I've got unrealistic standards. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm close-minded. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that's all I have for this week's episode. Unless there's something else you want to add, I think it was a, a good episode. Do you have anything to contribute? Last no, minute? I think that that uh, impromptu monologue was, was probably my send-off there. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I had fun with it, especially... <laughs> Especially watching Jaffe react on like he's obviously on low battery this week and like him having to come up with some Dr. Seuss rhymes. Like I was like, oh shit, this might not have been the week for it. No, it would have it would have been a lot better yeah. a different week. But That's all right. But I had fun with it. Catch you dudes next week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh please send us feedback. We love feedback. I don't care if you just tell us we suck. I, I'm cool with it. But just send us an email, send us a message on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. You know what? Shout out! Shout out to the the degenerates uh, clubhouse Twitter, where <laughs> I, I've been sort of using that as like my writer's room for uh, for some of the segments. So like a lot of the the degenerates news um, stories actually de- debut first on Twitter, and then the ones that I think are the best, I'll, I'll take. But if you want to see all of them, if you want to see me me trying, uh, like I said. Branching out from just dick jokes mm-hmm. to, to, again, occasionally some vagina jokes, some world leader jokes, anything like that. You can follow us on Twitter at DegeneratesCH on Twitter. Talk to you guys next week. Hope you guys enjoyed the episodes. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.